What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. It is the it is here. March Madness. We have made it. One of the best days of the year for sports fans, for sports betting. I can't wait. Today's going to be awesome. So I'm getting ready for this morning. I'm getting ready for a full day of betting. So I'm not going to make this a very quick show. I'm going to give you like five, ten good minutes or so. And then we're getting out of here, getting ready for some basketball. Uh, What we're going to do on today's show, talk about live betting. This is something I'm going to be doing a lot today. I'm sure a lot of you are going to be live betting. So I thought it was appropriate to, you know, talk about the approach for live betting, just some tips for uh, things to do and things not to do when betting live. Special thanks to Better Edge online, B-E-T-T-O-R, like sportsbetteredge.com. They've taken away the minus 110, making you so much more able to win money betting sports. Start winning more when you win, losing less when you lose with Better Edge. Sign up uh, today, put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks upon signing up. All right, so let's get to it. Live betting. Um, The major difference between live betting and pregame betting is the way the lines are made. Because pregame, obviously, we've talked about this before, there's a long journey of the line, right? The line gets put out there, lines get released, the early professionals who bet 250 to maybe 750 a game move the lines a little bit to open up with. Then professionals who bet maybe one to 5,000 a game move the lines even more. Then at that point, it gets released on BetMGM and, and FanDuel and all these other sort of uh, smaller uh, domestic books that don't open lines themselves. And by the way, a little disclaimer, uh, DraftKings is starting to open lines up. So DraftKings does not belong in the same category as almost all of these other uh, local domestic uh, sports books that we talk about on the show. But either way, that's the journey of the line, right? There's a, a long process. It's 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 largely lines are shaped based on price discovery, right? A lot of people think the bookies are these geniuses. Wow. I used to think that before I did this for a living, I'd walk in, in Vegas with my dad and we'd look at the, the lines and then look what the games end up with. And I remember having a conversation with him once. It's like, how do they know, right? Look at West Virginia. They were minus eight. They won by seven. Like, you know, this team was plus two and they ended up losing by exactly two. How do they know? That's so crazy. And that's the thing is the sports books don't know a damn thing. It's it's all the betters who shape the lines after the sport, after the uh, initial lines get released by only a couple sports books. Those are the people really determining what the lines are is the betters, not the books. But either way, that's how prices are made, right? Price discovery, aka what's everyone betting? Let's move based on that is the way lines are made pregame. In-game, it's totally different, right? It's a completely different process. There's much, it's a much faster process. There's no time to sit through and sift through stats and and, and have discussions. It's like, you got to get these things up. So it's much more algorithm driven, especially today, right? In 2023, it is so much more computer driven getting these lines up than it ever has been, which can be good for us and it can be bad for us, right? It's bad for us because there's less mistakes made. There's fewer mistakes made than there were in the past, but there's a lot of just errors made because not every game is going to be the same. Let's let's use an example. Let's use a uh, a basketball game, right? Uh, there's lots of basketball going on today. Let's use basketball. Let's take a game where the game state is uh, second half, three minutes to go. Team A is winning 65-60. Okay, that's the game state that gets plugged into the algorithm. Well, it means so much more if the team up 65-60 is on a 15-0 run and they were down 
you know, 60 to 50 just a few minutes ago, and now they're up by five compared to a back and forth game where, you know, maybe there was a little bit of an injury or something like that before the break. And now it's, it's the, so it's the situation, right? So game state is always different and forget the injury because that's not actually an extra factor I added in that we'll talk about in a few minutes, but forget the injury. Let's just say that the actual game state's different based on how we got to the score. Same thing in football. Let's use football. Let's say at the end of the first half, and it doesn't matter. Let's use the NFL. At the end of a first half NFL game, it's 14-14. Well, let's say one team manufactured their 14 points. They had, you know, 75-yard drives, 10 yard, ten plays each drive, and scored a touchdown. And then the other team with 14 has two punt returns for a touchdown. Obviously, that should be looked at differently than... You know, let's say both teams going back and forth, doing very well, producing, you know, what, what we would consider to be fair, fairly scored points. So the way that we get to certain points in the game greatly impacts what these algorithms are putting in there. So it's a little bit of the computer putting it out there, a little bit of human interaction, but overwhelmingly, we do have advantages and, and, and opportunities to find mistakes in these live bets. And I'm talking about mistakes because that's where we bet, right? We bet mistakes, pregame, live, it doesn't matter. We bet where the where the prices are wrong. Because by definition, if a game is priced correctly or overpriced, we would not make that bet. We're only making bets where it's underpriced based on what it should be. So here's where we can find these situations during live betting opportunities. Okay, I've got a couple a couple examples here. The first is, like I said, an, ina- uh, an inaccurate assessment of game state. Where are we in the game? How did we get here? You know, what are the books assuming is going to happen based on what has happened and what do we think is going to happen? So an inaccurate assessment of game state is one is one opportunity we have to find some uh, some profitability or some profitable uh, bets. Number two, the books aren't properly pricing something that has happened in the game. And this is when we can talk about like injuries. Um, Let's say a team suddenly went to a zone, right? That's very difficult to price into a computer. Uh, let's say the referees or umpires in baseball, we notice after a couple of innings, they're calling the game a very certain way. Well, these are all things that we can bet on because we know what's going to happen during the game in the future because these things have now happened and the books don't always price these, uh, price these things correctly. So not properly pricing something that's happened during the game that's going to impact the outcome of the game. Uh, number three, not properly pricing future scoring distribution. Now, this is a little bit more nuanced, but the idea here is, you know, I always talk about math on this show and I say you don't have to be some like deep mathematician to win betting sports, but I do believe you have to have some way if you're going to live bet of saying, okay, what do I think the line should be? What do I think the current percentage should be? And a little note here, don't use ESPN's live percentage tracker. That thing is bad. Okay, so... um. I think that that's part of it is there's just not good enough systems out there to properly price what I call future scoring distribution. Okay, some models rely too heavily on extrapolation, which is what we've seen happen will happen. Some models rely too heavily on the opening line. Well, if they were a favorite, they're bound to come back, right? So it's a nice mixture and I've got my own that I use, but you've got a way uh, you've got to find a way to properly price future scoring distribution. And then the last thing here to remember is there's always going to be a delay when live betting. And that doesn't matter whether you're streaming it on a streaming service or watching it on like a Comcast or whatever, like actually live. There's always a delay, just how much of a delay. 
And there's going to be way more of a delay on streaming services, like several minutes sometimes. So don't bet during the game. Don't bet during actual play. Bet during timeouts. Bet at halftime. If you want, and, and that's if you want to make bets with all the information, which you should, that's what you have to do. I mean, I know it sucks because the game's going on, you want to get in, but by definition, like the, these people making the bets are usually at the games or have live feeds to the games. So unless you're actually, let me correct this. If you're at the game, bet live. That's totally different. But if you're home watching, there's a bit of a gap in what's going on and what we know. Sometimes in basketball, that can be up to two or three possessions. You know, if there's a couple turnovers, a couple hit three-pointers, whatever it may be, games change quickly in basketball. So my recommend, my recommendation, bet it, timeouts, quarters, and half times. And then uh, one more thing here, actually. Don't overexpose yourself on live bets. This happens a lot to people, and here's what will happen. They'll bet a favorite, okay? And then the favorite gets down, so they get back in on the favorite. And then it's halftime, and the favorite's down. They'll get it again on the favorite. And then the game's winding down, and the favorite's kind of come. They'll get it one more time on that favorite, right? And suddenly, they've got like six units on the favorite because they really wanted that favorite to win, and they couldn't get past the opportunity to make that bet that was minus 150. Well, they're, they're plus 180 now. Well, now they're plus 350. I mean, come on, right? So people can't... It's a very uh, bad practice in terms of investment, uh, investing strategies. So don't get back in for games. Don't overexpose yourself. Getting back in live betting, getting in it again, getting in again. And it's going to win sometimes, right? You're going to win a lot of money sometimes, but it's not a good idea in the long run. So, all right, that does it for our show on live betting. Got some basketball to watch, which is actually starting here in a few minutes. So uh, appreciate everyone joining us today. Uh, good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Oh, let's all cash some winners, right? Let's all have a nice day. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.